بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala in this book of his Al-Adab al-Mufrad under the chapter Bab Kafarat al-Marid the chapter of the expiation for the sick person expiation of the sins of the sick person among the ahadith that he collects under this chapter is a small and brief Narration of Abi Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And by reading this narration, we see that the kafara, the expiation of the sins of the believer, isn't limited and restricted to him when he's sick. But rather, all forms of ibtila, all forms of test and trial and calamity, that the believer, male or female, is afflicted with, that expiates his sins and that raises his ranks. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves a person, then he puts him to trial. An Abi Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, an al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, لا يزال البلاء بالمؤمن والمؤمنة في جسده وأهله وماله حتى يلقى حتى يلقى الله عز وجل وما عليه خطيئة. أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه. He said that the messenger of Allah عليه الصلاة والسلام said a male believer. Or a female believer, meaning either of the two, will not cease to be afflicted with afflictions in their body, in their family, in their wealth, up until they meet Allah, i.e. meet Allah, yani when you die, when you leave this world, up until they meet Allah, wa ma alayhi khati'ah. And there's going to be no sin upon him. He finds that there's no sin upon him. You live in this life, you're tested with calamity, with afflictions, with problems physically. You have problems physically to your body, problems in your family, afflictions in your family, problems and afflictions and trials in your wealth. And then you leave this world and every single one of us is going to leave this world. And you meet Allah. Every single one of us is going to meet Allah. And then you find that there is no sin that you have, that you have on your scrolls. There is no sin. All your sins have been expiated. Because of the trial and the tribulation and the calamity that you went through in, the, in this life. So concerning the Shaykh Zayd ibn Hadi al-Madkhali, he says, وهذا الحديث القصير فيه بشرة كريمة لكل مؤمن ومؤمنة. In this small brief hadith, there is a noble, a noble and excellent بشرة, 
a noble and excellent glad tiding for every single believing man and believing woman. Annal marab kafaratun lidhunub al-mu'min wal-mu'minah. That marab, that illness, it is a expiator. It expiates the sins of every male believer and every female believer. وَكُلَّمَا إِشْتَدَّ الْمَرَضْ بِهِمَا عَظُمَا أَجْرُهُمَا And whenever it is the case that the sickness of a person, it increases, it becomes more severe, then the ajr, the reward of the person that is undergoing that sickness and illness and disease, his reward, her reward, likewise becomes greater. وَلِذَا نَجِدُ بَعْضَ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَلِذَا نَجِدْ بعض الأنبياء عليهم الصلاة والسلام اشتد بهم البلاء على اختلاف أنواعه فصبروا And thus we find that among the prophets were those that were afflicted with the greatest forms of afflictions in its various different forms yet they were patient ومن أشدهم ابتلاء بالمرض أيوب عليه السلام And among the, those prophets that was afflicted with the affliction of sickness and disease. The greatest was the Prophet Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. Ishtadda bihi al-marad akthar mimma ishtadda bighayrihi. Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. Sickness, it, it afflicted him. Greater than it afflicted anybody else besides him. Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam was afflicted after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him a great amount of wealth. He was then afflicted with a illness that affected his skin, his body, everywhere other than his heart and his tongue as has been mentioned in some of the tafasir. His whole body afflicted with this ulcer. And then not just that, and as a result of that sickness, people they would what? They flew from, they, 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 they fleed from him. They kept away from him. A prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not an alim from the ulama, not a righteous person that everybody recognizes to be a good righteous person in the community. A nabi of Allah, a nabi that Allah has praised in the, Qur in the Quran. A prophet that was afflicted with a sickness and an illness that caused people to abandon him. In some narrations it's mentioned that only two men, two of his friends still kept company, still continued to be friends to him. And his wife, she was still loyal to him. But then in addition to that, this prophet of Allah, keep in mind, bear in mind, we're talking about a prophet. This prophet, alongside this illness that affected his body, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused that wealth of his to be lost. That wealth that he had, all of that was gone. Not just that, but that prized possession that is a coolness to the eye of the, of the man, the woman. That prized possession of the child. Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, all of his children, he lost them. All of his offspring died. Imagine that. Imagine just one of your children right now. One of your children. Not all of them, just one of them. And imagine him or her taking her to the 
graveyard and he's burying her. The thought itself, it's so difficult just to think about it. Your own daughter, you remember the day that she was born. You remember the day that you brought her into the house. Now think about it. Shrouding her, think about it. Burying her in the ground, putting mud on top of her. And never ever going to see her in the life of this world. She's never going to say to her, ne you're never going to hear the word Abu and Abi and Baba and Daddy and Father from her mouth ever again. Imagine that. That's just one daughter of yours. Ayyub alayhi salam. All of his children dead. Nabi of the Anbiya. A prophet from the Anbiya of Allah. A prophet from the great and noble prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicted him with this. Why? To punish him? No, not to punish him. But in order to raise his rank. In order to elevate his status. In order to magnify his reward. Why? Because when Allah loves a person, he puts him to trial. And those that are tested the most, they are no doubt the prophets and the messengers. And then those that are most like them and the most like them as the messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. He said, Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam, however, because he was patient and he was grateful and he was awab. He was somebody that turned to Allah in repentance. Allah is afflicting him with uh, trials and tribulation. Disease, bodily disease, children dead, wealth gone. Nobody likes you, nobody likes your company, everybody's run away from you. Yet he was awab, awab, constant and continuous in being repentant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of us we think, while we don't even have a test, an apparent test in our life, when life is going easy, we say, why should I be making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why, why should I be repentant? This is when life is easy. But now when Ayyub alayhi salam, a prophet, from, a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is afflicted, is put to trial, he's making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is already, already putting him through trial, and he's making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Continuously, constantly making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And thus we find that Allah jalla wa az gave him a reward that was ajil and that was ajil. Allah granted him a reward that was immediate and instantaneous and a reward that was deferred to the afterlife. He gave him a reward in this life, i.e., Allah Jalla wa az cured Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after, as has been mentioned in certain reports, 15 and in other reports, 18 years, not 15 or 18 days, or 15 and 18 weeks, or 15 and 18 months, 15 and in other, other reports, 18 years of this loss of health. Loss of uh, life of your relatives, loss of uh, 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 of wealth. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, after fifteen or eighteen years, he returned back to Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam. His wealth returned back to him, his health and returned back to him, 
his family, he gave him children. This is what? This is his reward, al-ajil, the immediate reward. But likewise, in the afterlife, on Yawm al-Qiyamah and in al-Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed and promised for this Prophet a lofty status and a lofty reward. So this is the, يعني, the attitude and the mindset that a believer should have. That if it's the case that Allah is testing me, that in reality this is something good for me. It's the case, if it's the case that I've lost, I've lost some wealth, I've lost someone that is beloved to me, my health is deteriorating. This is something that in reality those that were, those that capitalized on this opportunity of ibtila, those that capitalized on this opportunity of being put to trial, they became, yani they, they seized this opportunity. They took advantage of this opportunity. In another narration that Imam al-Bukhari, he quotes in this great and noble book from Abi Sa'id radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When Abi, Abi Sa'id radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he asked him, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, which group of people are afflicted with trial the most? Allah's Messenger said, The Prophets and then the righteous. And indeed, one of them, one of the righteous who came before, he would be tried. He would be put to trial with poverty. He said that one of them would be put to trial in terms of poverty to such an extent that he would have nothing other than a cloak within which he would pierce holes and then wear it. Pierce holes into the cloak and then fit himself into that cloak. And he'd be put to trial with lice to such an extent that they would end up killing him. Now this is the part that we need to pay attention to. And indeed one of them would rejoice, would rejoice when he'd be afflicted with trial and calamity and tragedy more than when one of you is, a, is granted, is granted a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is granted something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it was the case that he would receive a calamity, Allahu Akbar, he'd become filled with joy. He'd become filled with happiness that Allah has afflicted me with a calamity. Allah has afflicted me with a tragedy more than the joy that I and perhaps maybe one of you has and experiences when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he blesses you with some type of and blesses me with some type of materialistic blessing. And some of the mashaykh we heard them say, that some of their teachers, 
One day we found that he hasn't come to the dars. One of the mashayikh, he mentioned that one of his teachers on an occasion hadn't come to his dars. Later on they found out that this teacher of theirs had not been present at the dars because he had gone to bury one of his children. So then the tulab, the students of this teacher, they said, Ya Ustad, Ya Sheikh, why did you not tell us? And we would uh, uh, go with you and we would bury and we would yani, give you condolences. This teacher of theirs, rather than him being resentful against the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was smiling, smiling and he was happy. And he was saying, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, I have buried Similar to this child, another such and such a number. I forgot the actual number. Such and such a number, four, five, six, something like this. I've already buried my own children, four, five, six of my own children, just like him before. He was happy and, joy, and filled with joy because these children, they're going to be of benefit for me, inshaAllah ta'ala, in the afterlife. This is how the believer, he should aim to be. At the very least, you have to be sabir. At the very least, you have to be patient. But patience is one level. But the highest level of when you're afflicted with tragedy, pain, no doubtful, it shall be for you. Internally, it shall be painful. But the highest level that the believer should be at and should aim to be at when he's afflicted with tragedy is that not only is he patient, but he becomes satisfied and he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that ibtila that Allah jalla wa az has afflicted him with, afflicted him with based upon his knowledge, based upon his mercy, based upon his justice subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that by his fadl and his karam and his ihsan, by his generosity, by his uh, goodness to us and his kindness to us and his mercy to us that he makes every single one of us here and those that are listening those that are not only patient when we are afflicted with tragedy but likewise that he makes us those who thank him and praise him subhana when we're afflicted with that innahu waliyu dhalika wal qadiru alayhi wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen